Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. We are swinging into spring at the second Masters 1000 of the year from the most picturesque venue in sports. These superstars began their road to the final on day four in Monte Carlo. Could 11-time champ Rafa Nadal and two-time winner Novak Djokovic face each other in Sunday's championship? Thanks for coming to Monte Carlo, by the way. Nice, Nice to have a tennis channel here. Plus, all eyes are on the hometown favorite in Charleston as Shelby Rogers looked to take a step closer to her first career title. So what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. Grab yourself a front row seat like Sasha. TC Live starts right now. Well, as Ted Robinson said, a perfect night for she crab soup and a hearty steak from Hall's Chop House in Charleston. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on everything in the tennis world. We've got lots of highlights, interviews with Prakash Worldwide, plus a new Aussie champ with Hall of Fame jeans, and see how they're doing tennis at home in Australia. We are coming to you from our new studios in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman back alongside Grand Slam champion Chanda Rubin. Did a half of the quarterfinals, now set in Charleston. Yes, and we'll get the other half tomorrow. And by the way, Steve, I just want to say we're twinning today. I mean, I'm... It's like back in the day. Remember yeah, when we used I to wear the like same outfit every we are, day? We're like back connected here. So good. it's a good day. <laughs> yes, it, it is. from a... the tennis. <laughs> it's also a good day because we have John Wertheim with yes. us, as always, on TC Live. Great to have John via Skype. Thanks for the shout-out in your SI mailbag, John. Uh, Prince, the tennis player, tell us all about it. Oh, man. Uh, Prince loved tennis. Who knew, right? He showed up at the French Open uh, in 2014. He had a cane, which uh, is a look that takes a certain kind of entertainer to pull off. But I was in uh, in Minneapolis at Paisley Park. I was talking to his bandmates. And they said, oh, Prince absolutely loved tennis. He played tennis. He actually was pretty good at tennis. He was always trying different rackets. Who knew? I wish that was something the sport could have taken advantage of. Uh, good, good little trivia, but that could have come in handy promoting the sport when Prince was still with us. Great story as always. You can check that out online. John working for 60 Minutes as well. Speaking of Prince, we know there's a Prince in Monaco, but when it comes to Monte Carlo, there is a king. His name is Rafa Nadal. He has won 11 times in the Principality. The last time, 2018, didn't drop a set on the way. Took out Kane Shikori in the final. In fact, with that win, Rafa had won 36 straight sets on clay. Well, the quest for a dozen on this regal red dirt started against Federico Del Bonas. Nadal's first match since losing in the Australian Open quarterfinals. And Chanda, like John said last night, the clay was like rice to a wet iPhone. I, I loved it. it. It's like it cures anything that'll ail him going into this, this time of year. And you could see it in this match. Nadal, from the start, took no prisoners hitting winners from just about every place in the court and got off to a quick start against Del Bonas, who did not play badly, but Nadal was just too good at every stage. Breaking at will would break five times in this match. 
Most of the times when Del Bonas would put a second serve in, he lost every single point. There was just no space for him to go into. And in the end, it was typical Nadal hitting big, heavy forehands and controlling play. Looking regal in purple. Nadal now 72-5 and in Monte Carlo. Let's hear from him. I really just played a solid match. You know, nothing unbelievable, uh, but nothing wrong. You know? So just a solid match, a positive start. I think I did what I had to do today. And yeah, uh, I need something else tomorrow, I think, against a great player like Grigor. But I am, I am quite happy about today. Nothing unbelievable, but nothing wrong. I'll take it. The world number one, Novak Djokovic, also playing his first match since Australia, where he won that record ninth title. And John, the two-time champ, taking on teenage sensation Yannick Sinner. Yeah, watch the drop shots. A lot of those here. But, you know, this was nothing unbelievable, but nothing wrong. Uh, this was not dissimilar to Rafa, just a, a veteran player doing everything he needed to do. A lot of hype to this match. This was going to be the Battle of Turin versus the Battle of Milan and Gen X against the world number one. And Djokovic pretty much doused that, uh, both in the rallies and the hype surrounding this match. Uh, just a clinical, solid win. I mean, we all know about how much talent Sinner has, but he was broken five times today in nine service games. This was just a lot of Djokovic, a lot of drop shots that the kid uh, was forced to let bounce twice. This was a bit of a statement match, and uh, Djokovic was very complimentary of his opponent, but you get the feeling this meant a little extra to him. A win for Djokovic and some time with Prakash. Playing on clay, which is very specific surface that, you know, requires a lot more work, I think, um, on the court and um, longer points. So, you know, I had to, he had one match yesterday. I, it was my first. So uh, I, I really came out with intensity with the right game plan. Uh, I'm very pleased. You know, I think I was very solid. Of course, I can always, always do better, but uh, it's, it's a great opening match. Well, our guy Nico Pereira tweeting out, no rust from Nole or Rafa today. The big boys are back in the saddle. Special week. Yes, indeed. Chanda, uh, what stood out to you from Rafa and Nole? Did either performance impress you more? You know, I think Djokovic, his performance impressed me a little bit more. Obviously, against Sinner, there was a lot of, you know, build up to that match. This young gun, let's see what he can do against Novak Djokovic. And Djokovic knew coming right out of the gate that he needed the intensity. He couldn't take this match for granted, and he didn't. You could see how important it was, how he knew he needed to get off to a good start. His serve was on point. The movement, we know how well Novak Djokovic can return. And all of it was just clicking at the right moments. And Sinner, he could have made that a little trickier. You know, he uh, worked his way into that first set. It didn't look as routine at that point, but Djokovic made it so because of how well he played. There was an early break for Sinner, and then Djokovic just shut the door. John, we just saw the stat. 10-0 and in a season for the sixth time in his career. I mean, last year he started 26-0. and This is unfathomable, right? It is. We're used to seeing this by now. I mean, it's almost you take it for granted. But here we are in mid-April and the guy has yet to lose a match. I think this event, I mean, there's a lot of sort of sandbagging going on, not just with the clay surface. But, you know, Nadal plays. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't extraordinary. And Djokovic, he's a great tough opponent. I think there's a lot riding on this week. I mean, I think this tournament really sets the tone. These two guys are on opposite halves of the draw with Medvedev testing positive for COVID. The second seed is out. 
a week from now, five days from now, I think we're going to have a much better sense of where these guys are. Will Djokovic still be undefeated? Will Rafa Nadal kick off another stellar clay court campaign? These guys are laying low, but this is a, a big week for both of them. Rafa, 11 titles in Monte Carlo. Djokovic has 311 written on his shoes, representing the most weeks as world number one. Meantime, the ladies are in Charleston. That means the pride of the low country. Shelby Rogers looking to make the quarterfinals. Took out teenager Katie McNally in her first match. And Chanda Shelby handed out more lessons to young Americans today in 20-year-old Claire Lou. Yeah, Shelby playing such good tennis, has the weapons, the big serve, the big ground strokes, and use it to full effect, getting the early break in the first set and did not look back. A real veteran performance from Shelby Rogers, who is still young herself, still rising up the ranks, but played so solid, so poised, and in that second set kept the train rolling with the momentum, able to step in and dictate time and time again. And on these courts, in front of her hometown fans. We're a lot of fans, but Shelby Rogers uses the energy so well. And in this match, close it out, again, making it look pretty routine. So she's had quite a few mental battles over the last couple of months, so it's nice to just take care of business in straight sets, get in and get out. John, the rankings are what they are. To me, though, Shelby Rogers is a top 10, top 20 player, right? playing top 20 tennis right now. What do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's about right. I think, uh, you know, Anz Jabur, the top seed, is playing top 20 tennis as well. Neither of them, surprisingly, has ever won a WTA title. We'll see if that holds. And I think Chad has a good point. I mean, Novak Djokovic was saying, look, I used to train at this club in Monte Carlo. This feels a little bit like a home game. Shelby has some, something similar. We're not going to see thousands of fans in the stands. But I think there's a real advantage to just knowing a place, knowing a complex, knowing a court. And Shelby certainly has that ranking notwithstanding. She certainly has it in Charleston, guys. Yeah, I think for, for Shelby Rogers, this is a real big opportunity. We talked about her not having won a title yet in her career, but she's capable. She's got the weapons. She's got the game. I think she knows that. She believes that. She has a different perspective now. She's gone through some adversity with injury and surgery. And so I think her moment may be now. She, I thought, used some good moments in 2020. She mm -hmm. had upset with Kvitova at the U.S. Open. And I think she's been building. And so this is certainly a moment for her to take advantage of. I would not be surprised. She's got a tough match coming up, but yeah. I would not be surprised if she gets through that and, and really creates some noise here this week. Yeah, speaking of that, Danka Kovinich, runner-up last week, the Volvo car open, up next for Shelby Rogers. But to your point, how special would it be to get that first title in Charleston where you grew up? It would be amazing. Uh, Chanda, what other matches stand out to you here? You know, we talked about Ons Jabour. You just mentioned her. I'm interested to see how she plays against Alicia Parks, another young player we haven't seen as much of, but dynamic game. And she's got some firsts going on in terms of uh, WTA wins at this level. So that should be a fun one, an interesting one to watch. You got the teenagers at the bottom there, Emma yep. Navarro, uh, Linda Fravertova. And then yep. don't forget about Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano. Remember those four names. I'm not going to say them all like you did, Steve. That was beautiful. <laughs> but yes. She Teenager from Columbia. Won her first title as well last week. So a lot of big things happening. She is a baller. All right, still to come, we check in with Danny and Prakash and Monte Carlo. They get you set for tomorrow's action. Plus, defending champ Fabio Fonini and Diego Schwartzman in action. These two single stars playing doubles together this week. You're watching TC Live.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Shannon John Steve back on TC Live over in Monte Carlo. Andre Rublev, 61 and 14 since the start of last year. Six titles, a 6 and 0 record against Italians. And it would stay unblemished against Salvatore Caruso, Chanda. Now, Rublev has just been a baller, has made the transition onto different surfaces, does so again in this match after taking the first set. Has the break in hand and stays aggressive and just can't miss at times. It's been so much fun to watch Rublev's big game and the intensity he brings to each and every match. Broke three times in this one, taking care of second serve returns. Solid match for him. So Andre Rublev, 21 wins now. That leads the ATP Tour, John. He's going to take on Roberto Bautista Agut, who went back-to-back against Americans Followed up the win against Taylor Fritz with the win against Tommy Paul. How do you see this matchup going with RBA and Andre Rublev? They just played last month, and RBA won that 3-3 three and three pretty handily. That was on a different surface. Last time they played on clay last year in Hamburg, Rublev won that. 33-year-old Roberto Batista-Gut, that is his birthday today. We'll see what he has Thursday. This should be a good one. We keep waiting for the Rublev breakthrough at a bigger event. He's great at winning matches when there isn't a big number next to the tournament designation. We'll see what he can do this week in Monte Carlo. That's a tough match for both those guys. Into the third round, Rublev, for the first time in Monte Carlo. So, I mean, this is a big opportunity for a guy that's leading the tour right now and wins. No, I think, you know, this is another kind of tough match that's winnable for Rublev. The intensity that he brings to his matches, how he approaches, I think that should help him against Bautista Agut. And, look, you've got to put the matches, stack them, you know, match after match, and wait for your opportunities, look for those opportunities at the bigger events. This could be it for Rublev, but he is just such a good player in terms of how he approaches each match, how he competes, and that should hold them in good stead. Remember two years ago, Rublev was up a set and 4-1 against Fabio Fonini. Ended up losing in three. What'd Fabio do? He won the whole thing. The defending champ taking on Jordan Thompson today, Chanda. Yeah, and, and Fonini, he just has looked so clean. I mean, this is one of those matches, again, could have been trickier. Thompson, player, can play in all court all areas of the court, but it was Fonini taking it to him, who has so many shots. He's such a racket talent, and He's putting it all together mentally. Coming in as the defending champ, I think that has played a big role. Hot shot of the day right there. Fantastic. I mean, and not surprised that it's Fonini. I mean, he has got every shot in the book. And Thompson's looking at that like, what? One-handed backhand? Where where did that come from? That's not supposed to be the result here. But it was Fonini just in the moment and on fire and made it look pretty routine. 6-3, 6-3, 6-3, 6-3, Fabio Fonini is moving on. He's got Philip Krajinovich next. He's playing doubles with Diego Schwartzman. But first, let's check out Diego in some singles action. Seven seats, okay, 4-0 head-to-head against Casper Ruud. John Ruud looking for the biggest win of his young career. Yeah, Ruud awakening. Uh, 0-4, as you say, Steve, against Schwartzman. Guess what? That uh, has now moved up to 1-4. This was all Casper Ruud. Remember, this is a guy who does a lot of training at the Nadal Academy. Very comfortable on clay. Yeesh. Not a uh, 
Not a good overhead there from Diego. Bit of a tough day at the office for Schwartzman. Again, I mean, Schwartzman's a guy who's taking sets off yeah, Rafa in Paris, beating him at the, uh, you know, in Rome last year. So both of these guys can play on the surface, but this was all Casparud. Some opportune breaks. A rough day at the office for, for Schwartzman. Just did not have his best stuff. Barely won yeah. half of his serving points. So there's a, a double fault, and uh, that was a fitting end. Here is Casparud uh, moving on. Converted three of four break points. Pablo Carina boosted next for him. And then we got the doubles. Fonini Schwartzman taking on the six seeds. Lucas Kubat, Wesley Kuhlhoff. This one would go to a match tiebreak. Very entertaining stuff, John. This was uh, this was fun tennis. This is what Diego Schwartzman needed after a win, after a loss. I'm not sure uh, Fabio needed this after a win. Look at this. How do you say noogie in Italian? But uh, this was good fun, and uh, there are a lot of teams made up of top singles players. They may end up playing Felix Ojeda-Aliassim and Hubert Hurkacz next. We'll see, but. Uh, that was fun, and they win 10-7 in the uh, breaker. Some good stuff. Some other scores. Nice win from Luca Pui, former semifinalist here. Christian Garin, no trouble with John Millman. Dan Evans comes through against Hubie Hercotch. David Goffin, he's had some struggles, but straight set victory, including a bagel against Chekinato. We mentioned Pablo Carina Busta taking out Corinne Hatchinoff as he has Casper Rude next. When we come back, how Leighton Hewitt is going from tennis star to tennis super dad. You don't want to miss it. Next. Ruben Worth, I'm Weissman, back on TC Live. Serena Williams, developing into a media mogul, has signed a first-look TV deal with Amazon, which includes a docu-series about her personal and professional life. John, what do you think about this? Well, development deal, one of those intentionally vague terms, but the more Serena Williams media, the better. We all remember her series with HBO a few years ago. It'll be interesting to see what this development deal uh, leads to, but this is good news and clearly a player thinking about her profile uh, in addition to tennis. This will be interesting. Yeah, Serena's becoming a real mogul. I mean, we're seeing her on all the commercials <laughs> between big events and, you know, all the business deals that uh, she's putting together, helping, you know, other entrepreneurs. But this, it's good to hear. As John mentioned, not sure exactly what that's going to entail, but definitely excited to see uh, where it goes. We'll develop scripted and unscripted projects. It's Serena's world. We are just living in it. Serena Williams, a three-time champ in Charleston. More action from the low country. The MUSC Health Women's Open. Lauren Davis beat Donka Kovinich earlier this year in Guadalajara, Chanda. But that's before the Montenegrin came to the low country and just took off. Yeah, Kovinich playing such confident tennis. And the first set was tougher than the scoreline, but Kovinich just did everything right. But Lauren Davis is a fighter, is a good competitor, turned things around in that second set. As we kind of expected, but in the third, it was impressive the way Kovinich settled back down, did not panic, did not lose confidence, got the break right when she needed it with aggressive play like that. Her forehand has been the big one of the, her big weapons last week and into this week. And it's always nice to see a player backing up a big result, a big week, got the net cord there on match point. Not great for Davis, but Kovinich will take it. She certainly will. John, Danish teenager Clara Tawson right outside the top 100 playing Isla Tomjanovic. And it was Tawson, the 2019 Australian Open junior champ, that had the good stuff. Ooh, Hender is how you say hands in Danish, in case you were wondering. I don't know if you saw that. What a depth set of hands. 
a lot of power, but also a lot of nuance to this player. She just keeps winning matches. She'll be in the top 100. Look at the score of this match. I mean, Tamjanovic had points for 5-3. She would have been five points from the set, and Towson was just having none of it. I mean, this is a nice win. She was complaining a bit about her knee. You saw her grabbing it, but it didn't really show in her tennis. Beating a veteran, four breaks of serve, and only eight return games. Very solid win, and she just keeps winning, this Danish teenager. I love this event because there's so many teenagers doing well. By the way, Clara Tawson already has a title to her name. One in Lyon earlier this year. Yeah, and those are not easy to come by. You have a lot of players, good players that haven't yet won a title on the tour. That title has given her a lot of confidence. And I think you saw it in that match today when she had to battle. She had a couple of two or three very long service games, and she fought her way through it. And those were crucial to her getting through that match in two sets. As John mentioned, she will now enter the top 100. And we go back into the social net one more time. Take a look at Cruz Hewitt, the son of new Hall of Famer Leighton Hewitt gets it done, wins the Aussie under-12 national clay court title, John. Yeah, Leighton Hewitt won 616 matches as a pro. Fewer than 100 of those were on clay, but his uh, son clearly has different sensibilities. It's <laughs> funny, I mean, there used to be this cute video of Leighton Hewitt would go out there and this four-year-old boy would be hitting the ball pretty well. You blink and all of a sudden uh, that kid is winning titles. So uh, good, good genes, good nature, and good nurture, and uh, we'll see what happens. But that's a very nice title for a second generation of Hewitt. Yeah, time just goes so fast. I remember when he and his wife were bringing the baby to tournaments and he was so little, and now when he's about to turn pro or something like that, we've got a few kids that we'll be looking at um, who have taken to tennis with their famous tennis parents, and it's good to see. Good to see the smiles there and it still being a family affair. Cruz also won the doubles. He now has eight years to get to number one in the world to match his dad, who got there at 20. So got some time, Cruz. But he, he started on the right foot. How about this? More tennis at home. This is in Argentina, Chanda. Uh, ch and how about the puppers there on the left just, just watching on? Now, is this to clean the mattress, to get the dust out of it? I mean, yeah. you've got to hit it pretty hard for that ball to come back that way. Impressive stuff. Or is there? I mean, look at that. The contact point there is phenomenal. Uh, that's what players John like were doing in Australia. bull riding. What is that? I like, I like the dog on the side. This, that looks like one of those, you know, the electric bull riding uh, they used to have in the bar in the 70s and 80s. But uh, I, I like the dog. Points for the dog that comes Absolutely. in and out of the frame. Yeah. Not love the good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Cruz in Charleston. I love Tomjanovich's dog. He's pick, picking up balls all week long. All right, break time on TC Live. Look at our schedule for Thursday. Starts bright and early, 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific. Monte Carlo, big matches, all the big guns in action. Valley, RSN coverage, 9 a.m. Eastern. Leif Shires, Mark Knowles, and then the Charleston action begins at 1 p.m. Eastern with TC Live to follow. We'll be right back. Back on Tennis Channel Live, take a look at our lineup from Monte Carlo, 5 a.m. Eastern. Sitsipas, Karin, Djokovic in action. Nadal, Rublev, Bautista, Agut. Let's go back to Monaco for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings desk. Prakash, Stefano Sitsipas, or King Arthur, as you like to call him, faced a tough 
first opponent in Karatsev. He was able to win that one. What's the key for Tsitsipas to win here over Garin? Well, I think it's going to be a tougher test. I mean, look, we all know this is Garin's best surface, five titles on the stuff, and he's going to continue to play his strong level. It's going to be up to Steph to be able to be aggressive and execute. So I think it's all in the Greek's hands, but a very tough test. What specific obstacles does a pure dirt baller like Garin pose? Well, just the fact that he's not going to give you anything. So if you're looking for any unforced errors, he's not going to cough it up. It's going to be up to you. If you make a few too many errors that day, you're going to end up going down. But if you're able to execute, take advantage of those short balls and really take it to him, then you're going to be able to come out on top. A tough task, but we all know Sepp's got it in him. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to an exciting Thursday here, Steve. All right, thanks so much, Danny. By the way, Prakash, we're in the purple. Like, like Rafa, blending in with the royalty. Love it. Always the right colors. And, and I like the jacket. Mm -hmm. I said to put the jacket on. It, it, it's, good it, it's very sharp. Very sharp. Uh, Sasha Zverev didn't show his highlight today, but took on Lorenzo Sanego. Uh, John, at the end of this match that Zverev won, check out what he does. Hey, look, it's a victory lap. I'm going to go and embrace the uh, maybe not so much. Watch this. <laughs> Let me clap for myself. You're giving me nothing. <laughs> Chanda Rubin, you're giving me nothing. That's what he's saying right there. Uh, I think mocking the tepid applause, and, you know, maybe it's because there are no fans in the stands. I, I've seen, we've seen a lot of interesting celebrations involving the entourage. I'm not sure I've ever seen the public mockery, but uh, no. we'll see what they uh, come up with. Next time, I think they're going to come in with faces painted and thunder sticks. <laughs> that zero section is going to be raucous for that next match. It, it's all about self-love, right? If, if you can't love yourself, like no, nobody else will. That next match that John mentions, by the way, against David Goffin. Chanda, quick thoughts? Ah, it's going to be interesting. Goffin's been really solid, and he has... That last round against Chekinato, 6-0 in the second set. It'll be tough, but... We shall see. Both of the guys have made the semifinals in Monte Carlo. We'll see what happens. Remember, coverage starts 5 a.m. Eastern for Chanda, John, our entire... I combined you all. Chan. Chanda and John together. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for watching CC Live. We'll see you tomorrow.